Hey guys, Alex here. You're about to listen to the message portion of our online Easter service. I hope you find it encouraging and inspiring. You can listen to the entire online service on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram TV now. Here we go. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Hey guys, happy Easter. Easter is when we celebrate the resurrection. The most important element of the Christian faith is the resurrection. Everything in the Christian faith hinges on the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Now you might be asking, Alex, are you really telling me that you believe that a Jewish man 2,000 years ago was executed by the Roman Empire and then three days later walked out of his tomb? Can a rational, intelligent Westerner really believe a dead man came back to life? We have to be careful here, I think, and, and not assume that we're a lot smarter than people were in the first century. People weren't idiots back then who believed that dead men just got up and walked around. The first century was full of pagan superstitions. That's true. But so are we today. Just ask any Eagles fan about how they help their team win anytime the Eagles play. They'll be like, oh, I got to sit in that chair if we're going to win. I got to wear this jersey. Don't wash my lucky jersey. The first century was also full of educated intellectuals and philosophers who could give Ivy League professors a good, rousing debate. A resurrection would have caused quite a commotion in the first century, just like a resurrection today would cause quite a commotion. And we know that something important happened. Independent historians like Josephus record the disturbance in Palestine, this backwater territory of the Roman Empire. And within 100 years, this tiny sect of Judaism, the Christians, were seen as such a threat to the empire that they were fiercely persecuted by the Roman Empire because so many people were embracing Christianity. Within 300 years, the Christian faith had reached and converted the emperor himself. So what happened? We know something happened to cause all this. What happened that threw the world's strongest power, the Roman Empire, into complete disarray? Why would the teachings of a traveling Jewish rabbi have such far-reaching effects that 2,000 years later, people are gathering, gathering around glowing screens today online to watch people talk about his life, death, and resurrection? Something happened that changed fearful Jewish fishermen into world-traveling announcers of good news. Now, if I were creating a fake religion, I would say something like, God appeared to me and he told me this secret truth and now I'm, I'm sharing it with you. There's zero chance that you could either prove or disprove that. I'm the only one who heard it. In fact, many religions start this way. They come from a starting place of like, an angel revealed this to me, only to me. Now I'm going to tell you, you just have to believe me that I saw this angel. Or, or they start with something like this. God gave me these gold plates that only I can read or see. They're invisible to everybody else. If I were making a fake religion, I wouldn't claim something so crazy and so easily disproved as that someone had come back from the dead. Or if I did, I might say something like, 
he came back from the dead, but he only appeared to like his three closest buddies. He didn't show up to everybody. Instead, we see Jesus widely appearing to many people over a long period of time. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 through 8 says, For I passed on to you as most important that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve, and then he appeared to over 500 brothers and sisters at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have now fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles, and last of all, as one born at the wrong time, he also appeared to me. The message of the early church was very simple. They said Jesus was publicly killed along a major road in the largest city in Palestine. He was killed on a major highway outside of Jerusalem. Everyone saw it. And then he rose from the dead, and we have over 500 witnesses who have seen him alive. We should take seriously how he lived and loved what he taught about life, because this is a guy who somehow survived death. That was the message of the early church. That's how it spread like wildfire throughout the Roman Empire. See, the resurrection isn't like Bigfoot. You know these people who go out looking for Bigfoot and they're interviewing people who have seen Bigfoot? Paul doesn't say, hey, a couple moonshiners were out there in the wilderness and they saw this resurrected Jesus and their meth head cousins, they really vouch for the reliability of these moonshiners. That's usually what happens in Bigfoot encounters. You know, they're like... Oh, these moonshiners were out here. We were drinking some of our moonshine, but we saw this big furry thing and we know it happened. And you can believe my cousin because he's a meth head and he's trustworthy. Paul is like, people who have seen Jesus are still alive. I'm still alive. I've seen him. This is real. This is really worth giving your life to. This isn't something we made up. See, people who saw Jesus literally in the flesh, risen from the dead, told people who trusted them. And those people told people who trusted them. And those people told people who trusted them. And those people told people who trusted them, who trusted them, who trusted them across thousands of years until someone told you and me. See, people believe in a resurrected Jesus because they trust the students of Jesus' way of life. Sharing the good news of Jesus means building trust with people so they believe us when we say, I think a man came back to life proving that his way of life is more powerful than even death. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it means he was a good teacher, but his teaching doesn't help us escape our biggest problems, sin and death. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, he wasn't God. He was just a man. But if he did come back to life, it means the way he lived and loved the life he invites us into is so powerful, it makes a path even through death. See, all our lives are on a path heading towards death. Only the life of Jesus makes a path through death to the other side. His resurrection is an announcement of a new way of life, a new type of humanity that's available to anyone who will call upon the name of Jesus. See, this week, we've been following along this in the last week of Jesus's life on our social media accounts, we've been looking at what he did Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday leading up to the cross and his resurrection. And today we're going to look at the final verses continuing this story in the book of Mark. 
In Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, it says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so they could go and anoint his body. And very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they went to the tomb at sunrise, and they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance to the tomb for us? Looking up, they noticed that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white, in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he told them. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they put him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. And they went out and ran from the tomb because trembling and astonishment overwhelmed them. And they said nothing to anyone since they were afraid. The oldest copies of the book of Mark end with verse 8. It might seem strange to end there. These women just run out. They're, they're terrified. They're scared. And the book just ends. Your, your translation of the Bible may include verses 9 through 20 in parentheses, or they might have a little caveat and say, hey, some of the earliest copies, the earliest manuscripts of the book of Mark end in verse 8 and don't include verses 9 through 20. It seems strange to end in verse 8. It's like part of the story is just left off, which is maybe the reason that this summary was added on later. But it's actually a brilliant piece of writing. See, I think the Bible is a brilliant work of literature and this choice to end just abruptly in verse 8 is actually a brilliant move by the author. The story abruptly ends in verse 8 because that is where your story and my story begins to intersect with Jesus's story. Your starting point to be a part of the Jesus story starts in verse 8 and it really leaves us with this question. Did Jesus come back to life? Verse 8 has all this buildup, and it says, hey, there's these women, and they come to the tomb, and the stones rolled away, and Jesus isn't there. There's this young man there, and they're like, what's going on? And they're told, hey, Jesus is risen. And they go out, and they're like, what do we do with this? And that's where we come in. Remember the 2010 movie Inception? This is one of my favorite movies. It's a movie about diving into people's dreams, and um, the movie ends with a spinning top on a table. And the movie tells us that if the top spins forever, you're in a dream, and if the top spins and then falls over, you're in reality. And so the main character at the end of the movie, he spins his top and he walks away, and the camera zooms in on the top, and you're like, is it gonna fall? Is it going to keep spinning? Is he in a dream or is he in reality? And you're looking at this top, you're longing to know, and the credits roll. You don't find out. That's exactly how Mark ends his gospel. See, I keep talking to people about the ending of Inception 10 years after it came out. And we're still talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ 2,000 years later. And that's exactly what Mark wants. I love Mark because he doesn't force feed you something to believe. He offers you something to investigate. He provokes our curiosity to go and find out for ourselves. In verse 7, the, uh, the young man in the tomb has this message for the women. He says, God, uh, Jesus has gone on before you. Go and find him is the unstated invitation in the passage, both to the women and to us. They're like, Jesus has risen. He's already gone on before you. Go look for him. 
He's alive. If he's alive and you diligently search for him, you will find him. Or in the words of Jesus himself, in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, seek and you will find. I think any, anyone who genuinely searches for a risen Jesus with all their heart, with all their mind, and with all their strength will find him. They will find him with open arms, welcoming them into a relationship with a loving God. If Jesus is alive, it means we're in a good story with a happy ending. It means the darkness will ultimately succumb to light. But if Jesus is dead, it means we're in a bad story with a sad ending. Our happiest moments are just moments that will ultimately succumb to darkness. So like the women in verse 8, with trembling and astonishment, I'm going to chase after the risen Jesus. By following in the footsteps of how he lived and loved, I believe all of us can find him very much alive today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we believe you have rose from the dead. Help our unbelief. Sometimes it seems so hard to believe that you came into this world and were brutally murdered by the Roman Empire, but even death could not stop you, but you walked out of that tomb. God, there were hundreds of witnesses who saw you alive, and yet after thousands of years and the story being told and retold, sometimes it seems so hard to believe. God, help us know that you are real and risen. And Lord, I pray for the people listening to this and watching this, that Lord, as they seek you, you will reveal yourself to them and show yourself to be very much alive and very much in love with them. And I pray all these things like I believe Jesus Christ would. Amen.